Just a quick reminder, if you've been trying links that I've mentioned on any of these recent episodes of the show and they don't work, technology changes and some of the things we offer change. So what we've decided to do is put everything that's current over at photobizhelp.com forward slash links. And anything that isn't current probably won't work. So if you're having trouble with a link that doesn't work, that's probably why. Head on over to photobizhelp.com forward slash links. Or if you're following along at photobizhelp on Instagram, it's the link in the bio. Laura, who's a local photographer here in Minneapolis, came to one of our meetups and we were discussing creativity. And she said, I just make sure that in every shoot, I shoot something for me. The weird, the wild, the blurry, the messy, whatever I feel like calls to me. This is the Photo Business Help Podcast, a resource for photographers of all levels from brand new to burnt out who believe that business growth starts with personal growth. I'm your host, Natalie Jennings. I created Jennings Photo back in 2010 and have been happily full-time since, but not without some mistakes along the way. Those lessons, plus what's really helped me thrive financially and personally, are what I want to share with you so you can grow with your photo business too. You'll also hear stories from other photographers and industry folks, as well as my favorite ways to be more mindful and happier on this journey. Sometimes I think it's helpful to hear about other people's journeys and what they're up to as far as photography goes. I know all of the listeners of this show are in different places in their journey, but there is a good chunk of y'all that have not quite gotten started yet or are dreaming of it, want to get started. This episode is going to be a really nice one for you. My chat with Sarah is covering her beginnings and where she's at now and some of the obstacles that got in her way and some really good advice if you're sitting on the fence about starting your photo business. So without further ado, let's jump into the show after a few words from the sponsors. You've heard me talk about PickTime before, but don't skip past this. This is big news from PickTime. It's a game changer. I am so excited about this. This is going to change my business for sure. PickTime is now offering blogs. Yeah, blogs. What does that mean? You can go directly to your gallery. So let's say you have a beautiful mini session gallery that you've already shared with your clients that's already connected to your awesome store where they can buy stuff. And you can just, with like the click of two buttons, make all of those photos in that gallery into a beautiful blog post. Not only that, you can get a link to that blog post, which takes people to pick time, or this is my favorite part, you can get an embed code. You can literally create this in seconds and embed it on your own website so that you can get the SEO traffic if you want to. But if you wanted to just make a quick blog post for, say, a wedding client to look through or a really easy way to tell a story, there's so many cool features with this. It is the newest product from PickTime, and it is going to change the game. You don't need to upload images twice. This is optimized for SEO. There's tons of customizable color palettes, font collections, photo grids, and multiple layouts. So if you want your blog to look a certain way, you can do that. There's slideshows. You can allow videos or GIFs, all that stuff. You can embed directly into the blog post. It's amazing. This feature is coming soon in February. As of this recording, which is February 2nd, it should be well on its way. If you are not a paid member of PickTime and you would like to take part in this when all of this launches in the next few days, go to PickTime. And when you upgrade to a paid plan, 
Use the code PHOTOBIZHELP, that's PHOTOBIZHELP, to get one month free. So this is like the best thing ever. You can try it for a month, keep paying if you want to, and that's it. It's a great deal. I swear this is going to change everything and it's going to save people so much time. So head over to PickTime and when you upgrade to a paid plan, use the code PHOTOBIZHELP for one month free and enjoy this new blog feature. So if you're like most photographers, you probably didn't go into business for paperwork. Does the chaos of invoices, emails, to-dos make you a little crazy? Well, that is where 17 Hats comes in. Their all-in-one mobile-friendly platform organizes your entire business. 17 Hats handles things like time-sucking tasks, payment reminders, capturing leads, and scheduling your meetings. With 17 Hats, important emails go out automatically. Quotes, contracts, and invoices, click, click, paid. So it's a small wonder that thousands of photographers swear by 17 Hats. You'll free up so much time from day-stealing to-dos. It's like you've cloned yourself. You'll be able to focus on what you do best, which is obviously photography. Meanwhile, 17 Hats does exactly what you need done to manage your business, just as if you were doing it. So why not clone yourself with 17 Hats? Visit 17hats.com to learn more with the discount code PHOTOBIZHELP. That's 17hats.com with the discount code PHOTOBIZHELP. And we're recording! Magic! Yay! <laughs> yeah, we had to get a few things set up. Sometimes the, t- the techie side of this is a little, little weird. but um... So hi, Sarah. Thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. Nice to see you again. Yeah, you too. So we met at the Family Narrative last month in Palm Springs, which was a ton of fun. It was like the first time I think I'd really gone anywhere, done anything in a while. First time I've done anything for myself in a long time. Yeah. 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 It was great. Did you go to other Family Narratives? I did the online one um, back in 2020. So that was my first introduction. I kind of bummed that I missed out on the other in person ones now that we've changed, but yeah. Glad I made it to Palm Springs for sure. Yeah. If you're listening and you don't know what we're talking about, it's a it was a family photographer retreat, conference, gathering, whatever you want to call it, put on by Posey Quarterman and Anami Tonkin. And they've been doing it for a number of years, but I just also found out about it and the weird intersection I had was that I even though I'm a family photographer of like twelve years, they were like would you like to come and read tarot at the event? And I thought that's two of my favorite things ever. So that's how we got to know each other better, which is a really cool thing. Actually, when I've been reflecting back on it, I realized that it's so nice to have had that time to really chat with new people and make new friendships, but go like really deep, really fast, which is something that I think tarot somehow facilitates just really well. I don't know what your experience was. I feel like in within five minutes, you basically nailed everything about me. <laughs> <laughs> and everybody I've spoken to who met with you felt the exact same way. So everyone had really positive experiences. That's really cool. And I, even though I'm sitting here, you know, hearing you say that, I'm also incredibly amazed and in awe of that tool all the time because it works and I don't necessarily even understand how it works. Obviously, I have some agency in the whole process and how it's conducted and stuff, but it really is pretty magical how tarot can really get to the heart of things. 
Have you reflected on your reading? We don't have to talk about personal stuff, but just curious on a general overview level. Have you? Yeah, I, I feel like the experience really kind of put me on the track I've been looking for. I feel like, I don't know, just with 20, the pandemic and everything, I feel like I kind of lost track of my personal work and, you know, just the reason I got into photography to begin with. And so after, you know, coming back and trying to, you know, reprioritize that side of myself again, I bought a new camera. Oh, nice. <laughs> Yay. So I bought a Fuji. So it's super small and portable. And I am back to carrying a camera with me everywhere, which I really, I used to always do that. And then I stopped. And so, so that was really great. And then I signed up for some, uh, Summer Murdoch's Magic of Light. Oh, right on. That I just started last week. And it's amazing. So I feel like all of these stars are aligning and it's all like making sense the, you know, next steps I want to make for myself. And um, so it's been, yeah, the past month has been very, um, very eye opening for me in a lot of different ways and definitely very inspiring too. That's so cool. Yeah. Summer's work is stunning. And I mean, everyone there, it's, it was really cool to be part of a gathering where I think the, I don't think it was necessarily a prerequisite, but it was really encouraged that you had experience as a photographer it wasn't like a beginner's thing it was really like folks that have been in it a long time when did you start I almost five years ago was when I started my business actually yeah cool that's awesome yeah well yeah tell me a little bit about that like how what brought you to the place where you were like I'm gonna start a business I know people listening are often in that boat where they are either trying to figure out if they should quit their job and go full-time or maybe maybe their income is supplemented in other ways and they just want to really have like a, a side hustle type of thing but like are really feeling pulled to photography and I think I think it's just interesting to hear how people came to this place yeah I I feel like for me I was in kind of a transitional place my kids at the time when I started my business were two and five and a half or something so they were little we just moved from San Francisco to Oakland and I worked for a long time before kids and, you know, went back to it when my son was little, I was an early childhood special educator. So I had that part of my life. And then when we moved to Oakland, it just was daunting to try and start that business here because I actually had my own business. Um, I worked at different nonprofits and different places over the years, but ultimately had my own business in the end and doing family coaching and training and kids in schools. And, um, just not having the same connections of therapists and knowing which schools to recommend to families. Um, I, you know, I just kind of felt like I was in this place of what do I want to do next? And I had gotten into photography when my son was now 10 was, um, he was probably about a year old and I just felt like I wanted to not miss anything. And so it started off as just a, I don't know, just an interest to document life and then quickly got, you know, became more, for me and started taking classes and all this stuff. So I had gotten to the point where I was shooting a manual and wanting to keep learning more. And then, you know, friends started asking me to take photos. And so I started thinking when we moved, well, maybe I can start a business and, and the kids get a little older. And um, I reached out shortly after we moved to Oakland, I reached out to a local photographer here that I really respected and admired. And so she's like, let's meet up and, you know, I'll, I'll take a look at your work. And, and just talk and see you know, what you're thinking. I can tell you a little bit about how I started my business. And so we met up in a coffee shop and she looked at my photos and like, you should. And I was at that point, I was like, maybe like a year from now, I'll start a business. 
And she's like, you need to start now. Just go for it. And so, so she, I met with her a couple of times. She was super helpful. Also, she was at the family narrative too. Um, and so it, it started. It evolved from there. I created a website and, you know, pretty quickly I was busy. It was amazing. I wasn't quite expecting that. That's awesome. That's <laughs> so, so great. Yeah, it was good. So then I was like trying to manage, you know, now I'm starting this business and wasn't expecting it to grow so quickly and it is. And so, you know, yeah, it was great. That's really cool. I think, first of all, like reaching out to folks that are established in your area. I did the same thing 12, 13 years ago. You know, I was just like, I sent some emails out and said, I'm really interested in this. Would you want to meet for coffee? There's a fine line there too, where like, you don't want to suddenly like latch onto that person as like your mentor without, you know, acknowledging that it might be something you'd want to pay them for or something. But really that initial meetup is is huge. It's a great thing to do if you're looking for like a support system and and that advice and I was just talking about this regarding like a totally different thing I'm doing but that advice to just start it just comes up all the time and I think people don't feel like they're ever ready I, I really don't know if there's such a thing as like really feeling ready maybe a little bit but you just kind of have to if you have and I think this happens with a, a lot of like creative folks who want things to look nice and be pretty and, you know, everything ready to go for their clients. But if you have a like a reticence to to not want to change anything or mess up, like this is going to be a hard road for you because really it's about starting and iterating and iterating and iterating. I mean, it never ends. So it's like if you don't feel totally ready to jump in, that's okay because the stuff that maybe needs a little, excuse me, needs a little tweaking, needs a little work, maybe entire packages, maybe your entire brand even changes from like newborns to pets or something, whatever. But you just have to start somewhere or you're never going to know the answers to those things. So I think that was really good advice just to like start, like dive in. Did you make a website before you did anything or did you kind of network and just sort of show up and do some photos and then kind of build from there? How did you sort of get everything pulled together? Were you using like photos of your kiddos or, or what was that sort of, I think this is something I get asked a lot in my mentorship stuff is like, you know, chicken or the egg, like, what do I do first? For me, I, you know, I had taken a ton of pictures of my kids, but you know, no one's going to hire me just for the photos of my two kids. Right. And so I reached out to, at the time, my, my son had been in a preschool. And so I just reached out to some families that I knew, um, who I thought would be open and would, you know, at that point, I, I was, you know, I was trying to find my way in my style too. And so families who I felt like, like I knew I didn't want to do pose photography and I wanted people to play and, and, you know, really building on my early childhood background. And so I kind of reached out to those families who I felt like would be more open to that idea and and then I had a friend I wanted to also get into newborn work and I had a friend who just had a baby so I took some pictures for her and so actually I had taken pictures for her that was a year before and then she, her daughter was older so they did a family session oh nice one year old so I just built it that way and you know the advice that was given to me is like you know really you only need like 20 to 30 pictures for your portfolio on your website and so I tried to just you know, find some variety. Um, and I think for me too, I, I'm, I'm kind of a goal oriented person. And so I really, I started slow and small and 
I also did a bunch of research and figuring out the best you know, website service, the best CRM, the best gallery service that would work for me. And some of those things have evolved now and changed. And you know, I started off doing being all inclusive, so I didn't have to deal with prints and any of that because that felt really overwhelming for me. I do that now, but I only started doing that like a year ago. So I kept everything really simple and just to see what would happen because you know when you jump in, you don't really know are you going to be successful? Are people going to hire you? Are you going to totally fail? <laughs> you know? So I also didn't want to put a huge investment in everything. Sure. So like I stuck with the camera I had and it wasn't until, you know, maybe six months in that I was like, okay, I'm ready to upgrade my camera. You know, a lot of this mm. was advice given to me too. And at the time also, I took a couple of business classes through, um, they can't change the name, Quick Photo School. So I don't know if those business classes are still around, but they were really helpful you know, I'm talking about SEO, like all these things I had no idea about. Yeah. 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 So, <laughs> so yeah. I love that advice. We've talked about this on the show many times, but just uh, starting with the camera you have and doing your best, maybe you need to get like one more lens. So you have a couple things to play around with, but just learning with the basics or even when it comes to business in general, I think it's, and I do this. I mean, I have essentially like three businesses. I have my tarot business, I have photo business help, and then my photo business. And it's, and they're all by choice kind of separate entities, but it's tempting when I, for me personally, get an idea or I see a website or like a, a brand that's really put together, like you want to have it all in place right away, you know, just like I want this really nice menu and then I want to have an opt-in and I want, you know, like blog posts that are really pretty and it and you can get overwhelmed so fast that you don't do anything. And I think that that is something to be really mindful of because just, you know, starting simple, starting with what you've got, like doing some research, like you said, is so important, but just kind of getting a, a basic foundation in place if you haven't started yet. And then knowing that you can, as I already said, you can change that stuff, but you can, you can build on it from there. You know, you don't want to decorate the house before the sheetrock goes up. Yeah. And I feel like, you know, because there's so many pieces to starting a business, keeping it simple, you know, is grounding. You start, you know, trying to do everything, it can feel just too overwhelming. And I have friends now, you know, local photographer friends who are redoing their websites and spending lots of money. And, you know, that like, I see that and I'm like, maybe I should do that too. <laughs> but then at the same time, I, you know, I feel I, my website, I did all by myself and I'm not a tech-minded person, so I'm really proud of myself that I did it, but I think it's proof that anyone can build a website. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But I feel like I, I've been telling myself, you know, as if I get to the point where I feel like it would make a huge difference for my business, I can upgrade it. But at this point, I feel like, you know, I have enough work and I'm in the place I want to be. And so why change it if it's working? Yeah. That website piece is a really interesting one because I think obviously the tools since when I started have gotten way easier. You know, Squarespace really put a lot of websites in front of people that were easy to make. And um, I still use WordPress with my pro photo plugin, which I absolutely love. But I also taught myself how to, to build all of my websites. And it's something that if you are listening and you're not sure if you should hire somebody or if you should do it yourself, definitely experiment with that. Because I find I just did this yesterday, I was putting together a new page for something. And for me personally, the ability to go in and change colors, change fonts, move stuff around, see what it looks like on mobile and have 
have the knowledge and ability to do that myself versus, and I've done this as well, emailing somebody and saying, do you think we could try a bigger letter H at the beginning of that first Mm -hmm. paragraph so that it looked, you know, I mean, and you end up with this, the amount of time it took me to iterate with someone else and for them to get back to me and then, nope, that's not quite it yet. Can we try this? Versus me just doing it you know, in two seconds on my own has paid off. So even though it seems like maybe a a big, scary learning curve to try and, and do it yourself, I, I think, again, it's less scary. But I also think, and again, my personal opinion, it's way easier to be able to do it on your own. Because as artists, we really like to be creative and try new things and make it look pretty, as I said. And I think, I think that's cool that you did that because I love being able to do that. Yeah, I, I definitely like being able to make my own changes and, and things come up. Like I did school photos, I needed to create a page for that. And, you know, so yeah, it's like things, things that, you know, I, and sometimes it's on my timeline and I you know, get things done. And well, nowadays, I, there's so many website options that you can, you know, buy a package and you can still design it yourself. You know, I mean, I think there's even five years, you know, from when I started to now, there's been so many changes with it. Yeah. But Square, I use Squarespace too, and I think it's great and it's easy. It's very user friendly, and it may not be as flexible as other ones, but I feel like with more options comes more complication, <laughs> and so simple is better for me. Yeah, and if you're not tech minded, that is a great way to go. So I've tried Squarespace, and again, I've been doing the WordPress thing forever. But Pro Photo's been, you know, they've been on the show, and I have a relationship with them. But their product and their interface is like now that I know it, I. I know it even better than Squarespace. So it's really, I think you're going to hit a learning curve no matter what, but there are certainly things that make it a little easier if you don't know what's going on. Because WordPress can have a little bit of an overwhelm at first um, as well. But I'm curious, since you're five years in, um, which is a really interesting period of time, you know, there's a lot of, I don't know, there are there are articles, podcasts, discussions about this sort of curve of like people dropping off after the first two years and then like hitting kind of like a four or five year kind of like stalling point. And you just mentioned that you were kind of re-engaging with your creativity again, doing like the workshops and stuff like that. But what would you say has been sort of like your biggest hurdle either recently or sort of in general as you sort of reflect on these first five years and, and where you're at? I feel like what I've come to just recently realize is that I love my work with families and babies and kids. It's, you know, something I've always done. I've always worked with families and kids through my other work too. And so I'm so happy to be doing that. But what I've come to realize is that while I can be creative sometimes during the sessions, it doesn't fill my creative bucket. And so that's, you know, really the part that I have been missing for the past couple of years because when I stopped picking up my camera all the time and and so what I've also realized is, you know, I, I've been really good recently about carving out time for exercise and making that a priority, but I haven't made that other part of me a priority of really the creative side and saving time to go on photo walks or to edit my personal photos. And so I feel like that, that's been a big hurdle for me is just balancing because it's, you know, you're, you're in a career doing the thing that you love, but then it becomes a job too. And so, while I wouldn't want to change it, I also don't want to lose lose that part of myself either. And so I feel like it's taken me a while to kind of figure that part out. And, you know, it's a journey. Everything in life is a journey, right? And I kind of just had this, you know, I, I feel like I've also been 
thinking about my kids who really initially were my inspiration for photography and now they're older and they're like, don't take my picture. You know, they're just not as interested. <laughs> and so I've been like, okay, well, what's my next thing going to be? Am I going to be in, you know, get into macro photography or street photography? And, and, you know, through like just the workshop and summer's class, I'm realizing I don't need the next thing. You know, I just need to be open and to be inspired by the things that I see and just have my camera with me and, and just make sure that I save time for that, that part too. So, yeah. Um, yeah. So I feel like I'm going to, I'm in a good space again. I've been, that's been a, an internal struggle for a while for me. Yeah. And now I feel like that I've been able to identify those two parts of like, you know, that the, my bucket for families is, is full with my client work, but then, you know, making sure that other bucket is full too. Yeah. No, that's great. And creativity is such a finicky thing, you know, because you can be, as you said, you can be creative in a family session for sure. But there's something about maybe the redundancy or the client expectations that we, in the back of our mind, always have kind of there. You know, we we want to make sure that we get photos that we know that they'll love mm-hmm. and can sometimes build a little bit of a distance between that space and what we might want to do. I've said this before on the show many times, so longtime listeners will have heard this like probably too many times. Laura, who's a local photography photographer here in Minneapolis, came to one of our meetups and we were discussing creativity. And she said, I just make sure that in every shoot, I shoot something for me, like the weird, the wild, the blurry, the messy, whatever I feel like calls to me. I think almost for and so I've adopted this, but almost especially when you think like, oh, the client probably won't like this, but I want to do it. You know, there's that weird space that crops up where you are questioning if they'll like it, but pushing yourself to do what's calling you, I think is really, really important. Yeah, I've been trying to do that with some family. I, mean, I feel families out for who would be more open to that. And, you know, working with toddlers too, it also like to factor in time <laughs> if there's the opportunity for that. But I've been trying to incorporate, I love using lens baby lenses. And so I've been trying to incorporate some of those into my sessions. And it's interesting because what I've found is a lot of families really love those shots, you know, because they're different and unique and, you know, you don't typically see lenses like that in you know, regular family photography. And so it's been reinforcing to me, you know, to, to try and do that more. Um, and I feel like for me too, it's like, you know, I guess because I have been feeling kind of down about the, the creative side of me, I, I hadn't been pushing myself in that same way, but I used to have kind of more of that, that mentality. And so I'm, getting back to that and just making time for that because I think families do sometimes enjoy something different. Yeah. And I think it can surprise them as well where they're like, whoa, I I didn't realize that you caught that moment or whatever. And obviously as photographers. And it's only a small portion of of what I do. You know, it's not like I'm going to be. Yeah. And as photographers, we're so often seeing things completely differently. As we all know, when we have a family that's like, can we go stand over by the, I don't know, whatever. And, the middle of summer noon sunlight with a terrible background and they, you know, like you're just like, no, let's not, (laughs) let's not do that. But they don't know why, you know, they're seeing things totally differently. And I think that's the fun of it is like being able to surprise them with, I'm guessing from their perspective, watching us do whatever we do and then, and then getting to actually see what's happening is probably pretty fun. Mm -hmm. So what are you working on right now before we sort of wrap up here? Like, are you, you're working on getting in touch with your creativity, but are you mostly doing family stuff? Mm-hmm. Is that 
the main thing? So I mostly do, yeah, newborn work, families, and slowly but surely getting back to fresh for date hospital sessions. I love those after babies are born. So obviously with COVID, that didn't really happen. In fact, I had actually worked really hard to build that part of my business up and was booking so many of those sessions and then they all got canceled and then no one could be in the hospital for a while. So, so, but those are, those are, I'm building those back up. So yeah, mostly just families and friends. And I do a lot of in-home work too. Again, kind of building on my early childhood background and playing and interacting with each other. And I just, I really believe that your home is part of your family story. That's what I always tell families and, you know, kids change and grow and, you know, documenting the things they're into now, I think is important because six months from now, a year from now, it'll be different. Yeah, of course. That's huge. Just, just even like people have commented in my sessions, like, oh my gosh, the artwork that was on the fridge and that shoot, or, you know, I mean, there's just all these little details that I think are really special and that, that home is huge part of what's going on. I mean, even I've had sessions with my dog, you know, and I like one of them was at not at the place I live in now. And it's fun to just sort of be like, Oh, look at the, I don't know, whatever was going on in that other place can really spark like some really nice memories. Yeah. Yeah. One thing I like to ask people before we sort of wrap up is what is something that you kind of turn to? It can be a quote, it could be a daily affirmation, it could be just some advice you heard. What's something that's that you can offer listeners that that you think might be helpful if for any reason it could be a business thing it could be a personal growth thing it could just be a life thing but what's like a favorite thing that you you turn to um i think you know right now i think the thing is that's in my mind most is just to be open and to slow down and to simplify i've been you know i feel like like i've turned off notifications on my computer like i'm just trying to turn off the distractions because I feel like it's easy in this day and age to like, oh, I get a text, I should respond to that, you know, and and I feel like it's taking me away from just focusing and being. So yeah, yeah I think being open and slowing down is kind of my current motto. <laughs> I love that. I think that's super important. That's lovely. And slowing down is always so nice, you know? I think our creativity gets a chance to really show itself in different ways when we slow down. You know, when we when we're actually listening, I think that's a really important space to be in. For sure. Well, cool. I don't want to forget to ask you where you like to show up the most on the internet. So where can people find you? Instagram is probably the best place to find me and on my website. Awesome. And what are the handles? We'll have them in the notes, but just to make sure. So my Instagram is um, at scpietrus, P-I-E-T-R-A-S. And my website is sarahpietrusphotography.com. Cool. We'll have those in the notes, but sometimes sometimes it's nice to just say them out loud. Well, thank you. Is there anything else you want to add about like your journey or anything top of mind? I, you know, I think the other thing that, you know, that I think it was important for me in starting my business that I, I it, this is not new, but I think just putting out in the world the things that you want to do was, you know, something that, that I learned and I think was really important. And that helped me really attract the families that I work with and, mm. you know, weeded out the families that were not a good, you know, that I was not a good fit for, for the most part. Sure. So I think, yeah, I think sometimes we try and do everything. Like I know when I started out my business, I was doing events and this and that and everything. And just, it's a job. I'm going to take it. 
And I realized, you know, from that process, I think it's a good place to start in some ways. And sure. from that process, I realized the things that I really like more. And so those are the things that I post. Like I never post a picture hardly ever of someone looking at the camera because that's not what I want to do. That's not what I want people to hire me for. Yeah. And so people know that and I tell them that when they hire me. So I think, yeah, just, just, you know, putting out there in the world what you want to do is hopefully going to help your business grow in the way you want it to. I think. Yes, that's huge. That's huge. We talk about this on on the show as well, but that is a big one. Show what you want to sell, you know, and, uh, and yeah, I mean, that's, that's the essence of it. I think that's really, really important. Well, thank you, Sarah. It was really nice to chat again and have some time to connect. Yeah, absolutely. I, I really do like hearing people's stories, especially because I know that a big portion of this audience are people trying to either iterate their business because they're feeling kind of stuck or start altogether. And I think all the stories can be really an inspiring push for people. So thanks for taking the time to do this. Sure. I'm happy to help others because I know I had help along the way. So yeah. <laughs> it's, awesome. it's important. It's important. Totally. Well, thank you again. And hopefully we'll, we'll be able to do this sometime again soon. Yeah. I'd love that. All right. Bye. Bye. Take care. You've heard me talk about PickTime before, but don't skip past this. This is big news from PickTime. It's a game changer. I am so excited about this. This is going to change my business for sure. PickTime is now offering blogs. Yeah, blogs. What does that mean? You can go directly to your gallery. So let's say you have a beautiful mini session gallery that you've already shared with your clients that's already connected to your awesome store where they can buy stuff. And you can just, with like the click of two buttons, make all of those photos in that gallery into a beautiful blog post. Not only that, you can get a link to that blog post, which takes people to pick time, or this is my favorite part, you can get an embed code. You can literally create this in seconds and embed it on your own website so that you can get the SEO traffic if you want to. But if you wanted to just make a quick blog post for say a wedding client to look through or a really easy way to tell a story, there's so many cool features with this. It is the newest product from PickTime and it is going to change the game. You don't need to upload images twice. This is optimized for SEO. There's tons of customizable color palettes, font collections, photo grids and multiple layouts. So if you want your blog to look a certain way, you can do that. There's slideshows, you can allow videos or GIFs, all that stuff you can embed directly into the blog post. It's amazing. This feature is coming soon in February as of this recording, which is February 2nd, it should be well on its way. If you are not a paid member of PickTime and you would like to take part in this when all of this launches in the next few days, Go to PickTime, and when you upgrade to a paid plan, use the code PHOTOBIZHELP, that's PHOTOBIZHELP, to get one month free. So this is like the best thing ever. You can try it for a month, keep paying if you want to, and that's it. It's a great deal. I swear this is going to change everything, and it's going to save people so much time. So head over to PickTime, and when you upgrade to a paid plan, use the code PHOTOBIZHELP for one month free and enjoy this new blog feature. One more quick reminder, if you're feeling overwhelmed right now, disorganized, check out 17 Hats. 
you'll be able to focus on what you do best, photography. Meanwhile, 17 Hats does exactly what you need done to manage your business, just as if you were doing it yourself. Go to photobizhelp.com forward slash 17 hats to get 50% off your first year.